Amen. Thank you, David. Thank you, everybody. Great to see you all. Um, yeah, Cramner Hall in Durham. I work there. Isn't that incredible? Cramner Hall's been training people for church ministry and leadership for over 100 years. And uh, I look after all the people from churches like yours. Um, independent churches, new churches, Baptists, Pentecostals. So we've got 20, church, 20 people being trained this year. So if God ever calls you to ministry and leadership in the church, please do come and talk to me. I'd love to talk to you about how training could work for you. So my first question is this. Is it anybody's birthday today? Oh, what a shame. Is it anybody's birthday this week coming up? Nobody born in... Is anybody's birthday this month in November? Oh, it's Tim's. Tim, how marvellous. In fact, it's both the guys on the text. So, we need to sing happy birthday to Tim. And um, this might not be possible, um, but uh, I don't know if you can come up and blow out your candles, Tim. Is that possible? So... Or maybe I, yes, I'm sure we could make that happen. So, are you ready? Are you in, do you need to put your masks on to sing? Or are you all right? Optional. Optional? Okay. With me then, for Tim. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Tim. Happy birthday to you. Hey. You can keep that. That's yours. That's yours, Tim. You can share that with whoever you wish. So today we're talking about celebration. You know, and this is the third in your series of the overflow of the heart. And we're asking, you know, what is celebration? What's it mean to celebrate? What, is it something we should do more of? If so, how? And um, I've got four things for you, four things I want to talk to you about what celebration is. And here's the first one. Number one, celebration is special. Okay, say with me, celebration is special. Celebration is something special. Celebration is, is a moment where we step away from what's normal. You know, a, a celebration breaks the routines of normal daily living. To, do, to celebrate, we do something different, we eat something different, the clothes we wear <laughs> might be different. I am not in the habit of preaching in my, in my tux. Um, but I wanted to illustrate it to you. Where, where, what we wear is different when we celebrate. We might go somewhere different, somewhere special. And a celebration might just be for a couple of hours. It might be for the whole day. It might be for the whole weekend. And we're celebrating. And normal life is set aside. Normal life is set aside because it's special. And actually... That's the meaning of the word holy. The Hebrew word for holy is kadesh, and it means set apart, set apartness, separateness, which is why the scriptures use the word holy for God, because God is set apart 
from us. He's separate from us. He's different to us. God is in a whole other place to us. And celebrations are holy because celebrations are special. They're a set-apart moment, set apart from the normal. And in Jewish history and in Jewish theology, Sabbath is a celebration. The Sabbath day is a celebration. It's a special day. It comes around every week, but it's still a set-apart day, a holy day, a special day. This is uh, Exodus chapter 20, verse 8. Remember the Sabbath day. Don't let it go by without remembering this special day. Keep it holy. Keep it special. Keep it separate from the other six days. And Sabbath is this celebration, a different day, a holy day. Normal life is set aside. Work is set aside. Now, what we're celebrating on a Sabbath day is that God provides for us. That's what we're celebrating. That's what we're remembering. That's what we're honoring. God provides. We don't worship our work. We don't sacrifice our children to the God of work. We don't rest all our hopes on our work. It's God who provides. It's God who cares for us. It's God who's going to save us. It's not work, more work, more work, more work that's going to save us. We don't invest all our meaning in work. Who I am doesn't come from what I do. Who I am, the meaning of my life, my sense of identity comes from God and who I am in relation to God. And every week in Jewish culture that was carried through into the Christian life and into the national life, actually, every week there's a special day set apart from the normal where we celebrate that reality, where work stops, rest begins, and we enjoy that, we celebrate that, we mark that. Your birthday, Tim, your birthday is a celebration. It's a special day. It's a holy day. You might still have to go to work. You might have to cook the tea for the kids if you have any. But it's a day in some sense, isn't it? A birthday is a day that in some sense is set apart from all the other days. And we celebrate you. That's what we're doing when we remember your birthday. We celebrate you. We thank God that you are alive and that you are here. We thank God for the day when Tim came into the world. You know, fortunately, we weren't there when that actually happened. But there was that moment when Tim came into the world. It's a day to remember. It's a day to set aside. It's a, it's a day to celebrate. It's a special day, is it not? And humans, you know, wave at me if you're human. Excellent, we're doing well. Humans are designed to live with these rhythms of normal life and then celebration breaks in. Something special breaks in. You know, we like normal, don't we? We like beans on toast. We, we like routine. We like familiarity. We like things sort of staying the same. You know, if you bring up a child in a chaotic world where nothing is in a routine, where things don't happen in a nice, steady rhythm, it affects them very, very badly. 
It affects their ability to concentrate, it affects their IQ, it affects their social skills and their self-esteem. We like things to be the same in a nice, normal rhythm. But we also like things to be different, don't we? We love things to be different. We love it that there are special days. We love Christmas. We love birthdays. We love holidays. Now, I know that these days can actually also be be colored with sadness. So 18 months ago, one of our daughters died. Very tragically, very sadly, after seven years of a serious illness. We're just coming up to her birthday. It's the week before Christmas, the 18th of December. And uh, we're going to celebrate that. We weren't able to celebrate it properly last year. We've got some fireworks with her ashes in. And she loved the sea. So we're going to the sea. We've got permission from the council. We're going to set fireworks off over the beach and scatter Sarah's ashes. So I know these days can be colored with sadness. But it's still good for us that there are special days It's good for us that there's a weekend and work stops and other things start up. Football training, gardening, Ikea, going for a walk. You know, it's good for us that the rhythm of life, the normal stops and the special begins. And, you know, some people have a little celebration, don't they? Have a little glass of wine on a Friday night, have a takeaway, cook a steak, you know, all of the above. Because it's the weekend, and we are special, we're celebrating. And when we celebrate, that we do lots of things in a special way, special food, special activities, special clothes. You know, that might be wearing jeans instead of a suit. You know, if you wear a suit to work, you don't want to wear a suit at the weekend, you wear your jeans at the weekend. Uh, It might be, you know, wearing black tie for a dinner. It might be dressing up for a 70s disco, you know, whatever it is. We do things that mark it as being special, as being holy. You know, and for a wedding, I mean, that really is special now, isn't it? For a wedding, man, a a, a special group of girls are given complete permission to go completely to town and do something very, 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 very special. And, you know, if girls went around in in long, flowing white dresses all the time with beautiful hair, exceptional makeup, and carrying flowers, you know, it would be strange for us and inconvenient for them. But on a wedding day, like, we all love it, don't we? We just love all of that. It's special, it's wonderful, it's holy. And the crucifixion of Jesus is special. The crucifixion of Jesus is special. It was not a normal day. You know, it may have been for the soldiers who were busy putting him to death. They were just getting on with their job of another state-sponsored execution. But they were just ignorant. They had no clue what they were doing. But the day that Jesus died is a very, very special day for us, is it not? The strange thing is, of course, we don't actually know what day or even what year it was. You know, and if Tim's mum hadn't told him, we wouldn't be totally clear about his birthday. Only a few people knew about that. 
But it's the same with the crucifixion of Jesus. We don't know the day or the year, which is why we remember the death of Jesus and celebrate the death of Jesus in actually in several different ways. We have Good Friday once a year, more opportunity for animals in parks, I think. And uh, we have communion once a month. Once a month you have communion. And we pray, you know, every day we say a prayer, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Remembering, celebrating that our things that we've done wrong, that have tainted our lives, can be completely forgiven by a gracious, loving, heavenly Father because of the death of Jesus on that special day. You know, just as your birthday celebrates a special moment, the day when Tim took his first breath We celebrate when Jesus took his last breath because that is a moment like no other when we see God's love for us. We see God's love for us in that special moment, Jesus taking his last breath. John says this in his gospel, God so loved the world. He so loved you that he gave his son that whoever believes on him will not perish, but have everlasting life. God declares his love for you to its fullest extent in the death of Jesus. It's a special, special, special day like no other. And if you've yet come to the place where you've entrusted yourself and your life to Jesus, then maybe you want to do that today. Maybe you want to come to God today and say, thank you for your love, your forgiveness, the giving of your son, that I might live through death into everlasting life. The death of Jesus was a holy moment, a special moment. Your birthday is a special moment, a holy moment. You know, the day you emerged into the world is worthy of some attention. We're going to break our routine and celebrate you. Communion. When we take communion, we're saying the death of Jesus is a special day worthy of breaking our routines, a holy day that we want to celebrate and remember because our sins are forgiven and everlasting life has come into our lives. Amen. Okay, that was number one, and by far the longest. Number two, what is it to celebrate? What is a celebration? A, to, a celebration is social. Say with me, a celebration is social. It's something we do together. We come together. We're in the same room. Now, that might be a Zoom room. But to celebrate, we come together into the same place and the same time. We connect with each other. And when we celebrate, what we're also saying is, look, we belong together. We're together. Have a quick look around this room now. By even sitting here, you're saying, I belong with you other people here. You're connecting to me. And when we celebrate... That's what we do. We come together to do something together. And we, you know, you see this in every celebration, don't you? Match day at St. James's Park 
is a celebration. It's like church for some people. They come together, focusing on, you know, these poor guys trying to win a game, which they've spectacularly failed to do this season, but never mind, there's always hope. And, uh, you know, Christmas is a celebration, isn't it? Families gather right round the world. They say, look, we belong together, we're connected together, we're celebrating together. We, can't, we don't do this on our own. You don't sort of go off on your own to celebrate things, to celebrate Christmas, to celebrate birthdays. And again, in Jewish history and theology, celebrations or the festivals were massive social events. They involved all kinds of coming together and eating together and drinking together and doing stuff together. And we know from the Gospels that Jesus went up to Jerusalem with his family, like many, many of his contemporaries, to celebrate the festivals like Passover. You know, and including the journey to Jerusalem and the festival itself and then the journey home again, that's like a minimum of two weeks. It's like a two-week holiday <laughs> together, camping with your family, breaking the routine and being together. Traveling together, camping together, eating together, talking together, singing together, reading together. Uh, you know, that's what we do on holidays, and that's what holidays are. Camping together, walking together, eating together, singing together maybe, I don't know. Drinking together, being together, it's so important for us. Lumiere, anyone been to Durham Lumiere? Well, it's, no, no, you, you're all, oh yes. You're all, I live in County Durham now. Lumiere, it's a light festival in Durham. It's actually, where, you know, like where I work. And uh, it's people gathering who don't normally come together, actually. Watching the same thing together. Experiencing the same moment together. And I was watching them on, on Thursday when I was there. As they're walking around all the exhibits, they're talking with the group of people they are. They're sharing, they're laughing, they're reflecting on what they're seeing. New Year's Eve in Newcastle. Who's been to that? Woo! Thousands of people gathering to see the fireworks in the Civic Centre and by St. Thomas's. You know, we are designed for relationships, are we not? If you're human, wave at me. Yes. We're doing less well than we were before. We are made to connect with each other. We're made to be together. We're designed for this kind of rich connection point. Human beings are social beings. You know, an isolated person is an ill person. And celebrations are these special moments that break into the routines of normal life where we come together, where we connect, where we are together, we enjoy stuff together. And we all focus on the same thing and we all are in the same space. And, you know, and even if you're an introvert, who's an introvert person here? Yeah, oh, I don't like parties very much. I'm introverted. Even if you're an introvert and it costs you energy to go, you have to have a, like a nap before you go and you have to have a lie down halfway through. <laughs> okay. It's vitally important for your health and your humanity that you go to the parties, that you connect with other people, that you celebrate with 
people you love with people you know. You don't have to be the life and soul of the party, okay? You, you, can, you can serve the drinks, or you can do the washing up, or you can stand in the corner having a nice conversation with just one person, okay? But you do have to be at the party. That's human. To celebrate is to be social. To celebrate is to be human. Come to the parties. You know, communion. When we celebrate communion together, we're celebrating the cross, we're celebrating the death of Jesus, we're celebrating the forgiveness of God. It's deliberately a social moment. You don't go off by yourself and, oh, I'm just going to break the bread and drink the wine by myself. (laughs) It's deliberately not something you do by yourself. Look at when it began, Mark 14. While they were eating. Big clue there. While they were eating. What are they doing? They're celebrating, aren't they? While they were eating, Jesus took the bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, look, take it. This is my body. Then he took the cup. What were they doing? They weren't just eating. They were drinking. (laughs) It's party time. Celebration time. This is where communion begins, people. Took the cup when he had given thanks, he gave it to them. And they all drank from it. It's deliberately together. Celebrations are social. To celebrate the death of Jesus, we all come together. It's party time. We belong together. It's eating and drinking together. It's like eating the birthday cake together. That's what it's like. Everyone has a piece. With communion, everybody gets a piece of Jesus. Everyone gets a piece of him. To eat him and to drink him. and That's what Jesus says. Look, as you get together with your friends, eat and drink me. Take me into yourselves. Feed on me together. Don't do it on your own. Do it together. It's a celebration. And celebrations are social. Okay. Number three. Celebrations are appreciation. Say with me. Celebrations are appreciation what is a celebration what does it mean to celebrate it's special breaks the pattern of the normal it's holy it's social we gather together to celebrate and number three we're giving our appreciation that's what we're doing we're giving our appreciation there is someone we want to appreciate or some people we want to appreciate either because of just who they are or what they mean to us or because of what they've done We want to mark the moment. We want to honor them. We want to remember them. We want to clap them. We want to sing to them as we sung to Tim. We want to retell their story. We want to praise them. We want to bless them. We want to appreciate them. I mean, who loves that kind of thing happening? Like people clapping me and like saying nice things. Anybody against that? Do you like that? Yes. Well, it's okay. Uh, you need to like it more. We need to tell each other the truth more. We need to appreciate each other more. You know, when I was 60, Heather told me I had to have a party. I was given no choice on the matter. 
Heather's my wife, by the way, and she said, you're going to have a party. Now, I'm not very good at parties. I'm actually quite shy. You might find that hard to believe, but it's true. Um, you know, large groups of people are hard work for me. You know, think, well, how did you end up the leader of City Church? Then I've got no idea. It must have been God's idea. And, you know, increasingly at my age, I find noise difficult, you know, find it difficult to hear if there's music going on. You know, but Heather said, you must have a party. And so a party we must have. And I thought, what do I want then? If This is for me, okay? This is not just me organizing a party for everyone else. This is for me. This is to appreciate me, like for just a moment, just a few hours. And I thought, what do I like then? Well, I like gospel. So we had a gospel choir. I like food. And in fact, I like um, Far Eastern food. So we had Indonesian street food. I like to have a drink. So we had a free bar. I like literature. So we had two people uh, doing poetry recitals, poem, poems they'd written. My daughter, who subsequently died, and a very close friend of mine, who has also died. I don't know if those two things are linked, but there we are. Um, we had food, we had drink, we had poetry, and we had dancing to 70s music, because that's when I grew up. That's the music I kind of know all the words to. And I thought, you can't appreciate who I am without reference to the Bible. You know, I've spent my entire adult life loving the Bible, teaching the Bible. So we had preaching as well. So we had food, we had drink, we had poetry, we had gospel choir, and we had preaching. And uh, my family members and friends who, you know, not, don't normally turn up to things like that for preaching had to endure it. It was brilliant. Um, but it was, it was to honour me. And you can't, I thought you can't honour me without having some reference to God's word in there somewhere. And that's what a celebration is. We find ways to mark, to honour, to praise the person we are appreciating. But I tell you what, we do struggle, don't we, to show our appreciation to others. Anybody want to admit that to that? You know, a little bit of... Who finds it easy to criticise other people? <laughs> yeah, yeah, good. Yes. We live in a very, very destructive culture. I don't know if you noticed that. It's difficult, isn't it? Because it's just happening all around us all the time. People are always pulling other people down, pointing out all their mistakes, grumbling, complaining, getting annoyed. We find it difficult to appreciate other people. And this is something we need to grow in because when we do this, we're being counter to our own culture we're being a light on a hill we're saying look there's a different way you can live you can actually live thankful you can actually live speaking well of other people you can actually spend time honoring them loving them marking out the good things about them and clapping them and praising them and then we kind of does us good it's not like you're going to become all proud and you know like oh look at me you know you're actually going to it's actually going to humble you when people praise you, if it's done properly. But we, you know, we live in this world where we just take people for granted. We just take that all for granted. It's only when it goes wrong we say anything. But showing appreciation, celebrating and honoring and thanking people, that's, that's something that needs to rise up from within us. You know, at City Church, we, we used to have a leader's weekend. And uh, the key part of that weekend was a dinner and we would, we would thank in public, you know, a large number of people who'd served that year. 
it occurred to me that we only thank people when they stop serving in the church. So we've got to change that. We need to thank people because they're serving in the church and because of who they are. And so we stopped the thanking people when they stopped and we started thanking people when they were. And it was a great event. We used to gave out prizes. We had special awards, all that kind of stuff. Because we wanted to show appreciation to people who'd given substantially of time and energy and commitment to others in the church. So here's Paul writing to the church in Colossae. So then, just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, boss of your life? Say yes? Okay, this is for you then. Just so then, just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with... Grumbling, no, overflowing with criticism, no, overflowing with thankfulness, overflowing with celebration and appreciation, honoring, marking, clapping, cheering, blessing, praising other people. Okay, that's number three. Number one, celebration is special. It breaks the pattern of the normal. Number two, celebration is social. Number three, celebration is... You're doing so well. Number four, finally, very quickly. Celebration is participation. Say that with me. Participation. This is the deepest part of celebration. And actually in the West, we have kind of significantly lost understanding of this part. When you celebrate my birthday, okay, you're, you're participating, not just in a moment, a song, a candle. You're participating in my life. You're joining yourself in with my life. When you go to a wedding, it's not just two people coming together for life. It's two families. It's two communities. It's two friendship groups. It's, it's whole people being joined together, participating. From that moment on, those two individuals will participate in life together, but also those families will participate in life together. And, and that's why we at celebrations, we do all this stuff participatory, don't we? We have dancing. We have singing. We have... We have stuff, we have eating, we have drinking, because it's a way of us all saying, do you know what, I'm not just an observer, I'm not just watching this on the telly, okay, and then going and having a coffee. I'm in this, I'm joined to this, I'm a participant, not a recipient. You know, when you come round to dinner at my house, with you are in effect becoming my family. And people in the East, people with a kind of Jewish history and theology, they understand this. When I invite you around my house, and I'm, I'm actually not inviting you around my house, but if I, if, I, if I was to invite you around my house, when you invite each other around your house, you're saying, you participate in my family. You are as family to me. You're joining me at that level. And this is like communion is the same. Okay. 
when we come together for communion, celebrate the death of Jesus and the forgiveness of sins, this is what Paul writes to the church in Corinth. Is not the cup of thanksgiving for which we give thanks a participation in the blood of Christ? You're not just looking at something over there. You're taking it into yourself. You're, a, you're, a, you're not an observer. You're, you're receiving it. You're participating in it. Is not the bread that we break a participation in the body of Christ? Because there's one loaf. We who are many are one body. We all share in one loaf. We're participating in Jesus and each other. We're joining to Jesus and joining to each other when we celebrate communion, when we celebrate the cross, we're re-enacting and reliving the death of Jesus. His broken body we take into ourselves. We participate in his death. It's a holy moment, a special moment. It's a celebration. It's a participation. It's appreciation. It's social and it's special. So, enjoy the parties. Shall we pray together? Father, thank you that you have given celebration into our lives. That we don't just go on and on and on and on and on, but things break in that we can enjoy together. And we pray for each other, we pray for our church. Lord, make us a celebrating church. A people who come together. A people who see what's special, step towards it. A people who appreciate others. And a people who are joined in heart together like family. If we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much, Ian. That was fabulous. Um, we... I never get clapped. Um, no. So we're going to enter a time of worship now. Um, but as we go into it, you know, I just feel that as Ian was speaking, um, a few things just kind of the Lord just popped into my mind that I just feel we, we need to um, take to the Lord in worship and in this time of just joining in praise. Um, the first one is, I was just really aware that I got the word numb, um, that actually over the last 18 months, two years, as we've journeyed through what has been a crazy season, that almost we've become numb that the things of celebration, the things of thankfulness, the things of honor that we've looked at over the last few weeks were kind of numb to. Life is almost a little bit level. Um, that actually we've lost something of the rhythms that Ian spoke about, those Sabbath, that celebration, those Friday nights. We've lost something of that in our lives. We've learned to live with this kind of constant nothing demarcated in our life um, that maybe even feels a bit like a treadmill we get up in the morning we get on the treadmill and we get off in the evening and we go to bed and then we do the same the following day um, I just feel the Lord wants us to address that 
We're not designed to live life that way. As Ian quite rightly said, we should be a people who have times of celebration, but demarcating the different parts and days of our week and our life um, that we can't survive on the treadmill. And I felt it all came down to a culture of honor, but something I didn't talk about last week, and that is a culture of honor in ourselves. You know, actually, we deserve times of rest, times of Sabbath, times of celebration, that we should learn to appreciate ourselves, that we should put ourselves first sometimes, and that is about honoring ourselves. So as we go into a time of worship, and I'd just love to invite you to stand if you're able to come. Prepare yourself for coming into his presence. So should we stand? Um, it might be that you just want to settle your heart before the Lord. You might want to bring some of these things. I've just shared some things that um, Ian has shared. You know, just bring them to the Lord. You know, we talk about celebration, we talk about special moments, and when we gather to worship Jesus, this is celebrating our risen Lord, the one who died for us, who saved us. And so let's come with that level of expectation. So Holy Spirit, come. Just come and help us to build those rhythms into our life. Help us to come into your presence and be healed. Let's worship.